Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Fiction. Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy, crime, LGBT, thriller. You have now entered the House of Mystery. With your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and our word on 106.5 FM Los Angeles, 102.3 FM Riverside, and 1050 AM Palm Springs. Well, welcome back into the House of Mystery. I'm Al Warren. Mr. Dave Martino is here. I am here. Yeah, baseballs and everything. Oh, we're back to me being a baseball player. Yeah, aren't you the Martino ah. baseball player? No, that, that is not me. Are you sure? That's, that's why I put the North on my name partially because you know there's too many Dave Martinos. Yeah, but you know you only care about the baseball player. <laughs> care about the other ones. <laughs> yeah, come on. Okay, so I'm the baseball player. He's the famous. Yeah, one. he's the famous one. He goes to the yeah. hotel and that's where he walks in with a glove, you know, a mitt and a, <laughs> and a baseball, and and they'll go, oh my God, that's Martino, that's Martino. And then they put him to the, you know, top floor executive suite. You know, as a triple A player. Yeah. <laughs> and then they find out who you really are. Or... Yeah. yeah. Then he then he yeah. leaves, and his wife has to pay. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're paying full price. Yeah, I know how that works. Well, jo- joining us today, we've got. Uh, the one and only Kathy Stoller, who's written a new book. This is uh, book four of her Murder on the Rocks mystery. And so uh, it's called With a Twist. And, of course, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Dave's got his uh, drink already, so he's sitting there with his cocktail. Yes. You know, with a twist. Um, <laughs> exactly. So so this is book four. So what's going on now? So what happened? Uh Murder on the Rocks three times wasn't enough. We had to go four. Yeah, we had to go four because um, there's some changing up. She, um, my protagonist, Jude Delane, who owns the bar, the Corner Lounge, there's a lot of changes going on. 
And there's a lot of conflict, which I built into this book more than in the other ones. Although being, you know, pursued by a serial killer was pretty conflicting. And, but that part's done. It had a change of scenery for her. She's on a vacation on a cruise with uh, her boyfriend and she did not want to go. So that's like the first conflict. She's very happy where she lives. This is her comfort zone and she doesn't really like change. So. He convinced her to go, and, of course, it's, you know, a lot of problems on the ship and more conflicts there with, with her old friend who was working on the ship and her landlord who she convinced to go on a vacation as well. So it's kind of going in that direction. They're traveling to Europe, to to Barcelona and then Rome and yeah. supposedly to Greece, but they never make it that far on the ship. Right. Right. Well, I th- I take I take her side. I'd rather just stay home. <laughs> That's not always fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody wants to travel and all the problems and the planes and all this stuff like that. Well, it, it seems to me like okay. So now, tell me if this is right. The the series, the four book series, is really kind of centered on being on the rocks, like having a relationship and and focused on the on the issues of the relationship in a sense, right? Um, well, the relationship is in a few of them, but they are um, not really centered on on the on the relationships entirely. I mean, she has a good relationship in the first book with her landlord, and she helps him with um, some issues. He she goes um, undercover for him, and then she meets the man she's with now. And in the second and third books, she she's pursued by this serial killer who's been living in the neighborhood for. 20 years in operating there. And this book, she's has a little problem with her, her boyfriend her, at first because she does not really want to go. And a client of his who's very close to him gave him first class all the way. So, Alan, you might would like to go on a trip like this. So that's, I kind of wanted that to be a little bit more prominent in this book, that relationship and the conflicts there and with her, with uh, Sully, Although that's not as prominent. And then there is a really, really big conflict towards the end of the book. She discovers that someone who was very close to her, who actually saved her life twice, who is on the run, is in Barcelona. And she does not know if she should go to the embassy and turn him in or not. So that gets to, has to be resolved, which we resolve it. So. Yeah, so there's so there's a big challenge for her as well. So on on the cruise, uh, does Rihanna play? <laughs> no. <laughs> was, was she the entertainer in the you know like? No. Okay. <laughs> it's a very teeny tiny boat. It only hosts 250 people. It's very exclusive. They don't have that kind of entertainment. Well, no, they could, they should, maybe. But um. oh, well, I was just thinking, you know, <laughs> we just did the Super Bowl. Maybe we could have done that. Two hundred and fifty people, you know. And, you know it's just, uh, just an idea. Okay. Um, <laughs> and the serial was the serial killer good looking or not? I can't remember. Um, no, he was. Um, he was okay looking. Um, he was a screenwriter, so he had a lot of ideas for his screenplays and plots, and he tested them out that way before he. Uh, kill people. Oh, I never trust screenwriters. Oh, you don't? No. No. <laughs> no. Anytime no. we've had them on the show, I keep my distance. I see. <laughs> yeah. No. And if we're in the studio, I have I have security in the room. You know, I can never trust them. You never know what they're going okay. to do. It's always strange. Just so you know. They may use you in a plot. 
Well, that's fine. <laughs> as long as it's not real. Uh, yes. <laughs> so for your readers who have been reading and they're they're following the series one, two, three, do you find yourself, even in the last book, kind of writing to your readers in a sense? Like do you feel like a certain amount of pressure to to take them somewhere? Do you know what I mean? Like, because you must get a lot of comments when you do a series like this, and people say, "Oh, I really like this," or "I don't like this," or they give you these comments, or you kind of get these ideas, and you feel kind of a little bit of a an urge to write towards what readers are are sort of saying. Not really. I mean, I wanted this to progress a little bit, take a little different look at uh, my protagonist and the people around her. Her her bar is going to be um, having a comedy club downstairs, so that's new. But I th- I mean the characters a lot of the characters are the same, but this one has new characters. It has an old friend of hers who's working on the ship as a director of passenger services, who's changed her name because her family was um, I guess a mob mob family, and she's afraid she's going to get fired if they find out about that. And then there's the, the ship's other ship's personnel who also, you know, interact with Jude and Eric, her boyfriend. And so I, I think it's like it's they're, they're familiar characters. So I think my readers would be familiar with them. But I brought in a lot of new characters. What about new cocktails? Now, if I'm remembering correctly, <laughs> uh, I can give you I can give you the, the cocktail for this book. Oh, OK, although it doesn't have a twist in it, but it's called a, a Cava Mediterraneo. Oh. So it's. Cava, because in Barcelona, it's a name to, you know, Barcelona. It has cava, it has gin, and it has a float of elderberry. That's the new one for this book. It sounds good. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> well, anything with liquor sounds good to you. Yeah. <laughs> elderberry, so that's good for the cold, too, right? That's kind of Yeah, the, elderberry yeah. is really good for you, yeah. Well, there you go. I don't know what, if the alcohol negates that but no it's it's medicinal it's medicinal medicinal all right if you have enough of it it doesn't matter right did you kind of have a um something like because you're writing about your your main character did you sort of have something you wanted that character to achieve by doing going through this book yeah i wanted her to change a little and recognize that change is not a bad thing and trying some new things is a good thing positive of course there's always the problem that she gets, you know, there's a murder on the ship and there's a ring of jewel thieves. So, of course, she gets involved with all of that. But I wanted her to have a different experience in this book. How do you, how do you come up with that? So when you when you have something like that, like the jewel thief and and that sort of thing going on on the boat, where does where does that come from? Like what kind of research or what kind of, you know, detailing? How do you how do you get into that kind of a story? I've written about like art theft before and and you you know it's you do the regular kind of research and i i was familiar with um the jewel thefts too of uh of some some places nothing i didn't see anything that happened on a ship but it's i had written a story a while ago with one of the characters who is the friend of jude and there had been a switch from someone's earrings and this woman monica she found out about it and she corrected it through her uncle who was still like handling stuff for her father's her ex his ex mob so i thought that would be a good you know good thing to build into this book besides a murder and besides trying to um figure out what was going on the captain disappears it's a lot there's a lot of different parts to this but they all you know they all converge at some point 
Well, yeah, the boat sunk and everyone ended up dead. No, they didn't. <laughs> they, and they aren't. <laughs> Would you go out and steal jewels yourself to see how to do it? Uh, no, but that's an idea. I like jewelry. <laughs> and then, I mean, if you read a lot of stories about crime and that kind of crime, there are all these, like, there's these secret places in Amsterdam, which I mentioned in the book, um, where they copy things and they're perfect. They're like totally perfect replicas. So I use that. And, and then my other series, um, Pick of Time, there was a, a section where he, um, he got some jewels returned for someone. So kind of interested in that and art, that kind of those kinds of crimes appeal to me. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it could be interesting. You can kind of um, allure people in that way. Now, your dialogue, are you writing from first per person point of view or how? what kind of angle do you write this from? Jude's, these books are all first person and she's in, you know, every scene pretty much. So they are first person. Of course, the dialogue is between whoever she's speaking with and wherever they are, what they're doing. But yes, first person. Now, are you the type of writer that uh, has an inner monologue? Can you hear your characters? Or is there some other way that you create your, your dialogue? No, I do have an inner monologue. I like walk around the city and I think about um, well, what would she do and how would she say this and what would the scene look like? So yes, I do that. That's That's really the way I create them you don't get arrested or anything (laughs) (laughs) i live in new york city nobody's gonna arrest me for talking to myself (laughs) no you fit right in actually no there's so many people a lot of writers must be walking around that city you know (laughs) also you could be talking on a phone that you know if someone's noticing you're talking but and i um, use things that like i had i grew up in the bronx i had you come from the bronx we both went to a Catholic school. Maybe some of my things from, you know, some things from my past to filter character. How different are you from Jude yourself? Oh, I'm pretty different. Although um, we have some similarities. I mean, she had a very um, challenging childhood. Her parent, her mother and brother died when she was very young. And then her father committed suicide. None of that happened in my family. We were all, everybody was fine. Um, I'm pretty different. I like. I like the idea of the mystery, of having mystery in, in progress, and you know, but I don't go out and search for things to mess up my life. So. Oh, come on. When you're writing uh, mystery, what it, so these, these aren't necessarily really violent and bad like that, but so when you're writing a mystery, what is it you hope people uh, get from the book? Well, I hope they enjoy it, first of all, that they like the story and, um, and the characters. And I think, you know, you, it depends on your, your point of view, like what you like to read. This is, these are a little bit suspense oriented too. They're not just regular mysteries. So like one of my um, reviews said, it's not exactly a mystery. It's not exactly suspense. It's not exactly a thriller. It's a little bit of all. So I try and I want, I don't want them to be like traditional cozy mysteries, any of what I write. So I try and build that in make it suspenseful. And I hope people who enjoy that kind of reading, those kinds of books, um, you know, will spark to them. Having written uh, four books in the series, how, how do you keep track of everything? Uh, the continuity, the characters? Is, uh, do you have a, a process? Do you have tools? How does that work? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, I have a character list for each book. And since some of them are the same characters, that's not too hard to do. And the continuity, I mean, it all, most of the books, except for this one, take place on Lower East Side. You know, I know that, that neighborhood fairly well. So it's not hard to keep that going, that part of it going, you know, the setting, which I think is very important in, in my books anyway. And this setting was different, but it's places I knew, places I've been to. So I didn't have any trouble like building that in, the continuity, I think. You know, if anybody read books one through three, they're going to know Jude. They're going to know she's a little snarky and she likes vintage clothes and she can make a lot of trouble for herself when she doesn't really need to. So I think that's all part of the story. Is Jude your favorite character to write or do you have some others? No, I have. Um, Nick Danny was my favorite character to write. He's a professional blackjack player um, traveling the world and solving crime and he's also a little very smart and very fun but he's also a little like oh how did that happen kind of thing you know so I really like writing that because mostly I've written about women where my other books are women oriented and it was fun to have a male protagonist and I may be writing another book with um, that character. Is there a struggle trying to write a male character? It wasn't to write him no not really was fun it was it was really more fun than any kind of struggle i don't think there was any kind of struggle well some people can just do it no problem and others because they have to kind of get into the mindset of what uh, let's say a man would do in this case and how they would act and react and stuff like that and sometimes people don't always transfer that really well um do both of you write uh, from multiple characters like male female or I only write nonfiction, so I don't really have oh. a choice. So I write both, but I'm kind of... I do. You do. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He writes from wolf to vampire. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any trouble with that, Dave? I don't. I, I tend not to. I I tend to actually write more in the female perspective, which is interesting. But I'm waiting for Al to make fun of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't say anything. No, he didn't say anything. <laughs> no, I'm being good. Um well, what's your favorite thing about writing? I think just coming up with the plots and, the, you know, then figuring out each scene and the setting. But the plots, you know, I don't um, outline. I'm a pantser, which is why walking around the city talking to myself is part of what I do. Just like where would, you know, where would, like for Jude, where would she go next? What would she be doing? How would she be doing it? Who would she be talking to? And that kind of thing. That's what I like to do, really. I like to sort of figure it all out. So, and, and this, of course, on book four, so you have some characters you're starting with and putting them through something or doing something with them. Yeah. But back in book one and stuff, when you started this, was it the characters that you started with or was it kind of a, a storyline? It was a storyline. My husband used to be in the uh, bar business, restaurant business, and I used to 
he worked near home and I used to go there all the time and I got to know all the people there and um, thought it would be fun to write a book about that. So I started with that. I We live on the East, Upper East Side, but I put this book in Lower Manhattan on the Lower East Side. So it, it's a little, it's a different setting, but it's still like there's the camaraderie of the bar and the people who, the regulars and all of that kind of going on people who work there. So that was that was kind of the impetus for the first book. And then um, it just sort of grew from there. Do your characters ever surprise you? Do they ever kind of take over the plot? Um, yes, <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do things I didn't think they were going to do. Like, um, I'm trying to think who, like uh, the man that she's very um, conflicted about turning in. He helped her a few times and he kind of took over the plot when he did that. So, but there wasn't the whole plot. It was just like a portion of what was going on there. Do they take over when you're walking down the streets? And, and they can. <laughs> and you start going places and doing things that you would never do? Is that? No, I don't do that. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So what do you find the most difficult thing about writing? Sitting down and doing it, really. Yeah. Like I like I like to think about it and once I get started it's fine. But it's it's a it's the process of actually putting the words on the paper that I think are difficult for me. And does it just come to you like where you have to do it at certain times because the it's the right it's the right time, the right mood, or are you are you more structured than that? No, I'm not more structured. I'm I just but I I think of I honestly, I mean I don't always walk around talking to myself, but I think about whatever book I'm working on. I think about it a lot. And I think about like where the characters would be and what they would be doing. Like for the book I might write for Nick Taniu, I have an idea about where he should be and it's going to be about art theft. And so I've been thinking about that, but I have only written a few thousand words of that one. And I'm writing another book that's more of a thriller. A woman overhears a plot to commit murder and she's appalled and wants to try and help whoever it was. So it, I can't explain the whole thing because I don't really want to give it away. But I have I have about half of that written. So that's a little bit different, too. Is there a particular time when you know the book is done, like in your mind, that is, you've written enough, like there's enough detail? Yes. I mean, I don't write really long books. They're usually like about 75,000 words, 73, 75. Yeah. I, and I like building in the details, too. I like planning how the room looks or how the people are dressed and especially with jude because she's uh, she wears you know like black to work at the bar jeans and a t-shirt but when she goes out she loves old clothes and loves dressing up and vintage stuff and so i like all of that figuring that out plotting that out yeah that's how i dress too (laughs) (laughs) when you're doing a series like this did did you kind of know it was going to be a series when you started and this is just the continuation or do you kind of have that in mind or even how long you're going to do a series? I didn't really know it was going to be a series when I started, but I got to enjoy writing that book and like my characters. So I continued it, but I wanted to make it a little bit different. I wanted to bring in more people that she had met along the way. And the serial killer idea, what I thought was interesting because it was someone who lived in the neighborhood who was a customer he was just, you know, a horrible person. And and her landlord gets involved with a woman who is a black widow killer. And so it was just kind of snowballed from there, really. bringing in. And then I thought, oh, well, I have to resolve this. So that would be book three, where I resolve that part of it with the serial killer. And then I wanted to do something a little bit different with this book. I don't think I'm going to write another one in this series. Not right now, anyway. I may 
wait a bit and see where things go because she they're opening a comedy club so that might be a good a good place to have another kind of mystery going on there when you when you write characters that are are evil or bad like the, like the serial killer or whoever's in your book that is something someone doing something kind of not very good or very mm-hmm. nice how do you get into that mindset or what do you use for inspiration well i read a lot about serial killers when i started writing that and they're not, I mean, I probably most people know this, they're not exactly, they don't all look like they're crazy people, but some of them seem very average. You know, it was interesting to find out about it and what um, the FBI thinks about it and all the details about serial killers. You know, there, there's so many that have been famous or infamous, I guess I should say. And it was it was just sort of an interesting process to learn about that and make it work for my book. So what's a good book for you? What is it, um, what makes a good book? Well, I think there should be a good plot and there should be, um, I'm very interested in settings because I think that really underpins everything in the book. You know, people can can see, can visualize rather where where they are and where the characters are. And I, I just, I just read over 200 books since 2022 for a contest I can't name. And I'm telling you, there's such a variety of, of mystery, suspense, and um, of course, you didn't, I didn't read every word of every book, but we had that many to look at, over 200. You know, I like a good story, I guess, basically, I should say that, really. A story that's compelling and, and keeps you keeps you going. Um doesn't have to be a mystery, necessarily, but mostly I tend to read those. So do you think you'll change kind of what you're, you're doing, like genre? Like is it, you said, maybe not another book in this series and stuff, but you kind of get other things going, like maybe a mystery, but do you think you'll do something different as well? Or No, probably not, because I do like writing mystery suspense. I don't think I would change to do, um, like, literary fiction. I don't know that I would do that. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with the mystery suspense genre. So, so then what is next for you after this book? What do you think will be coming up for you after this book? Well, I'm working on... Um, Hear No Evil, which is the book about uh, the woman who overhears a plot to commit murder. And I've been writing writing some short stories, and I may write the Nick Donahue book after that. So that's pretty much as far as I'm getting ahead. How are you on social media and interacting with readers and fans? Do you have social media platforms set up and website and all that? Like, where do people find you? Well, I do. I have to redo my website. I haven't worked on it for a while. I think uh, Straight Up was the third book, and that's the last book I have up there. I'm on, I have my website. I have um, Facebook, Instagram. Um, what else? Oh, Twitter. That's pretty much it, I think. No TikTok? No. <laughs> <laughs> I keep meaning to look at Book Talk. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's kind of young. I'm not really sure. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's got getting a bit really bad reputation. Hmm. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Are you guys on there? Am I saying a bad thing about it? No, no, I'm oh, no. I'm I'm on there, but I I I'm not like a avid user or anything. Just uh-huh. it's there, you know. <laughs> well, I see on your social media that uh, you recently did a reading, and um, I just wondered, do you like going out and uh, performing your work, um, or is that you know something that you just typically do because it's a necessity well no i like to do it i did one last night as a matter of fact um at the kgb bar on east fourth street with mystery writers of america 
the problem sometimes with the readings is you, you get a certain amount of time you're supposed to use. And people just go on and on. <laughs> Nobody stops them. When we do it for Sisters in Crime, on um, we have like a members thing every January where you get five minutes to read from whatever you want, you know, your work. And sometimes I was the timekeeper for a while, and I would tell everybody when they had 30 seconds left. It's sort of not fair to the other writers and the other readers when you go on for half an hour when you're supposed to have seven or eight minutes. But I do enjoy performing them, and um, it's fun, you know, and people get a little more interested in your work that way, listening to it, which is very different than reading it, really, you know, reading the book, reading reading uh, on Kindle. You need to have the music like the Oscars and then play them off. <laughs> Blast That's the music. My friends and I were like rolling our eyes last night about um why is it they just introduced this person and they said his bio and then he's repeating everything. Yeah. You know, for, for twenty people that yeah. were at the place. So well, well who is this? Give us some names. No. <laughs> we won't tell anyone. I'm probably saying way too much already about this. No, that's but... all right. We'll look it up and we'll make sure they get a copy of this. Oh thank you. <laughs> no. Um it's fun, you know. I mean, gotta have a little fun if you're gonna spend all this time and energy writing a book and, you know, hopefully selling a few copies and it's fun to meet people. And if that's the good thing about like the readings and conferences and being on panels. You really get to meet a lot of people and other authors are very kind and generous. So, you know, people will give you um, blurbs for your book or review it and you can use it the same, but it's, it's really, it's a generous community. Right. I think. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. It's all about interacting and, and networking and stuff like that. It's all good. It's all really good. You know, you always learn things from other people too. So yeah, yes. it's a really good thing. Right. Well, we will have everything up on the website so people can find you and uh, okay. and find your book. And so it's been it's been great great talking to you again. The uh, book, of course, is called With a Twist, and it's a murder on the rocks mystery. And it's book number four. The author Kathy Stoller. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you guys for having me again. I enjoyed it. Thanks, Kathy. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Yeah. Good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show is over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Yeah. Good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.